Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Orbit Garant Drilling's Fiscal 2021 Fourth Quarter and Year-End Results Conference Call and Webcast. At this time, all lines are in listen-only mode. Following management's remarks, we will conduct a question-and-answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. Please be aware that certain information discussed today may be forward-looking and that actual results could differ materially. Certain non-IFRS financial measures will also be discussed. Please refer to the company's CDAR filings for additional information on both risk factors and non-IFRS measures. This call is being recorded on Wednesday, September 29, 2021. I would now like to turn the conference over to Mr. Eric Alexander, President and CEO of Orbit Garand. Please go ahead. Thank you, Chris, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen. With me on the call is Daniel Maheu, CFO. Following my opening remarks, Danielle will review our financial results, and I will conclude with comments on our outlook. We will then welcome questions. We had record high revenue and meter drill in the fourth quarter. Revenue totaled $51.1 million, up from $20.2 million in Q4 last year, when we were severely impacted by restrictions related to COVID-19. And we drill approximately 502,000 meters in the quarter compared to 186,000 in Q4 last year. These results reflect the strong recovery in customer demand following the initial negative impact of COVID-19 beginning late in the third quarter of fiscal 2020. The recovery is supported by continued strength in metal prices, with the spot price of gold currently at approximately 1,735 US dollars an ounce and copper priced at $4.19 US per pound. Our drilling activity in Canada returned to pre-pandemic levels in the second half of fiscal 2021 and surpassed those levels in recent months. We also drilled significantly more meter in West Africa and Guyana in Q4 this year compared to last year. In Chile, our drilling activity continues to be impacted by challenges related to COVID-19 and has not returned to pre-pandemic levels. However, demand in that market is ramping up. As I noted on our last conference call, we commenced a new long-term contract with a major copper producer in Chile during our third quarter. Our margins were impacted in the quarter by increased trailer training, project mobilization, and ramp-up costs as we continue to adapt our operation to meet the higher level of customer demand. Looking ahead, we expect higher labor costs in Canada due to an industry-wide shortage of experienced drillers and higher material costs due to supply chain issues related to the pandemic. However, we expect to offset these costs increase with higher contract pricing. We have already begun this process and our customers have been receptive. We are well positioned to manage the shortage of experienced drillers in Canada through our drilling training program 
and our computerized drill technology, which accelerates the learning process for less experienced drillers. We currently have a significant number of new recruits enrolled in our training program. Overall, we expect that our capacity utilization and driller productivity will gradually increase as this positive business cycle progresses, enabling us to generate stronger margins. We will continue to carefully monitor the pandemic, taking all the necessary measures to prioritize the health and safety of our employees and other stakeholders, including the communities in which we operate. I will now turn the call over to Danielle to review our fourth quarter and fiscal 2021 financial results in more detail. Danielle. Thank you, Eric, and good morning, everyone. Our fiscal 2021 fourth quarter revenue total a record of $51.1 million, a significant increase compared to $20.2 million in Q4 a year ago when our performance was negatively impacted by project suspension and slowdowns related to the pandemic. Canada revenue totaled $38.1 million in the quarter, up from $16.4 million in Q4 last year, reflecting strong domestic demand during the quarter and the negative impact of the pandemic in Q4 last year. International revenue was $13 million, up from $3.8 million in Q4 last year. The increase reflects increased drilling activity in West Africa, the commencement of a new project in Chile, and the negative impact of the pandemic in Q4 last year. Our drill utilization rate was approximately 66% in the quarter, compared to 42% in Q4 a year ago. The last time we had a quarterly utilization rate that high was the second quarter of fiscal 2018. Gross profit for the quarter increased to $3 million compared to $2.3 million in Q4 last year. Adjusted gross margin, excluding depreciation expenses, was 9.8% compared to 23.3% in Q4 last year. Gross profit and margins were impacted by increased drilling training and project ramp-up costs in Canada and significant mobilization costs related to new long-term contracts in Guinea and Chile. The year-over-year -year decline in gross margins also reflects a lower level of financial support in Q4 this year from the Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidiary Program, or CEWS. Our cost of contract revenue was reduced by $0.1 million in Q4 this year due to the support of the CEWS program compared to $3.2 million in Q4 last year. GNA expenses were $3.9 million in the quarter, or 7.7% of revenue, compared to $2.9 million, or 14.1% of revenue in Q4 last year. The increase in GNA expenses reflects greater drilling activity. GNA expenses in Q4 last year were also reduced by $0.4 million due to the financial support from the CEWS program. There was no such reduction in Q4 this year. EBITDA for the quarter increased to $1.2 million compared to $0.3 million in Q4 last year. Net loss was $2.2 million, or $0.06 cents per share, compared to a net loss of $2.7 million, 
or $0.08 cents per share in Q4 a year ago. The positive variances are a result of increased drilling activity. The net loss of Q4 this year reflects increased driller training, project ramp-up and mobilization costs, and the important reduction of the financial support from the CEWS program compared to Q4 a year ago. Turning to the results for the fiscal year end June 30th, Revenue for fiscal 2021 totaled $163.3 million, an increase of 18.5% compared to fiscal 2020, primarily reflecting increased drilling activity in Canada and West Africa. Canada revenue was $130 million, an increase of 19.2% compared to fiscal 2020. The increase reflects the ramp up in ore drilling domestic operation following the project shutdown and slowdown related to COVID-19, which began in late Q3 2020. As Eric note, ore drilling activity in Canada returned to pre-pandemic levels in the second half of fiscal 2021, and more recently surpassed those levels. International revenue totaled $33.3 million, an increase of 15.7%, compared to fiscal 2020, reflecting increased drilling activity in Burkina Faso, Guinea, and Guyana, partially offset by lower drilling activities in Chile and Argentina. Gross profit in fiscal 2021 increased to $20.3 million, compared to $12.9 million in fiscal 2020. Adjusted gross margin, excluding the depreciation expenses, was 17.9% compared to 16.3% in fiscal 2020. Gross profit and margin in fiscal 2021 was, were positively impacted by increased drilling activity, improved operational efficiencies, and cost reduction initiatives. These factors offset additional logistical challenges and related costs due to the COVID-19 significant mobilization costs in Guinea and Chile in the second half of fiscal 2021, and increased drilling, driller training and project ramp-up costs in Canada during Q4 2021. The cost of contract revenue was reduced by $2.9 million in fiscal 2021 due to the fiscal support record from the CEWS program compared to $3.2 million last year. GNA expenses in fiscal 2021 were $14.5 million, or 8.9% of revenue, compared to $15.4 million, or 11.2% of revenue in fiscal 2020. The decline in GNA expenses reflect the cost reduction measures that were implemented following the onset of the pandemic. GNA expenses were reduced by $0.3 million in fiscal 2021 due to the support financials record from the CEWS program compared to 0.4 in fiscal 2020. EBITDA increased to $17.6 million in fiscal 2021 compared to $6.8 million last year. Net earnings for fiscal 2021 were $2.3 million, or $0.06 cents per share, compared to a net loss of $7.4 million, or $0.20 cents per share last year. The positive variance reflects 
improve gross margin and the reversal of a provision for litigation in Burkina Faso during Q3 2021, totaling $1.96 million. These factors were partially offset by increased driller training and project ramp-up costs during Q4 2021, and a new project mobilization cost during the second half of fiscal 2021. Now turning to our balance sheet, during fiscal 2021, our financing activities result in a $3.8 million reduction in debt and lease liabilities. Cash flow of $2.9 million were generated from financing activities in fiscal 2020. We repay a net amount of $4.4 million on our credit facility in fiscal 2021, compared to a withdrawal of $3.2 million last year. Our long-term debt under the credit facility, including $1 million U.S. draw from our $5 million U.S. revolving facility and the current portion, was $24.3 million as at fiscal year-end, compared to $28.7 million as at June a year ago. This decrease of $4.4 million has provided us improved financial flexibility. As at June 30th, 2021, our working capital position was $54 million compared to $52.1 million as at the end of fiscal 2020. I now turn the call back to Eric for closing comments. Eric. Thanks, Daniel. We are well positioned to continue building on our strong momentum in Q4. This outlook is supported by strong market conditions. Global exploration activity is currently very high, and it is expected to continue growing. According to a recent report from S&P Global Market Intelligence, exploration budgets for non-ferrous metals are expected to increase 25 to 35% in this calendar year from $8.7 billion in 2020, and further growth is expected in 2022. With strong metal prices, precious and base metal mining companies are generating strong cash flows and have a strong incentive to increase exploration spending. COVID-19 continues to be a concern. Canada is currently being impacted by a fourth wave, and we are carefully monitoring our, our other markets as well. However, we are encouraged by the steady uptick in global vaccinations. If operating restrictions related to COVID-19 do increase in our markets, we are positioned to rapidly respond. With our highly skilled team, strong balance sheet, state-of-the-art technology, and presence in leading copper and gold mining markets, we are well positioned to capitalize on what appears to be the beginning of a strong market cycle. As we expand our team of drillers in Canada and increase pricing on contracts, we expect to gradually generate increased profitability. We are pleased to have recovered so rapidly from the negative impact we experienced early in the pandemic and look forward to pursuing further opportunities to grow our business and build shareholder value. That concludes our formal remarks. Danielle and I will now be pleased to answer any questions. Chris, please begin the question period. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press star, followed by one on your touch tone phone. 
You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request, and your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press star followed by two. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. Your first question comes from Gordon Lawson, Priya Diamond Capital. Gordon, please go ahead. Hi, good morning, and congratulations on another excellent quarter. Uh, Could you please comment on your training, mobilization, and ramp-up costs, and where we stand on these issues since quarter end? Well, it's, uh, this is something that is uh, very challenging right now, according to what is happening in Canada, about uh, the lack of experience at driller availability. So what we did in the past cycle, up cycle, we did start the training uh, program internally, and this had been started uh, this year very early, I mean in January, where we had the groups uh, uh, coming up in, 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 in smaller groups according to COVID-19 restriction. So we're training people that are uh, trained as, as basic employees, goes in as a third man in our operation, and those costs are extra costs to our operation. So we have to sustain this, this group of people inside the, the, the operation. And by the time that those people get, uh, get uh, to a point where they can be a driller helper and reaching a reasonable uh, productivity, it takes a, a, a learning curve. Usually it's, it's like a six month period. So while we start this in January and we keep going doing this because we are still missing people in our operation as other, other uh, peers, you know, we see that uh, our uh, uh, operation will be impacted by this. But, you know, we are doing really well in the past cycle, and we do the, the same thing right now. Uh, and combined to this, we have the, the, the technology that helps us as well to train uh, the people ra rapidly, as opposed to conventional drills where it takes a longer time period to uh, reach a reasonable target. So we do expect this to be a challenge moving forward it is something that you know we sometimes you wake up in the night and say what we can do else you know to attract more people but i think this this situation is reflected in other industry as well and we have been able in the past to to do better than the others on that side okay thank you and one more if i may um as for the current uh, commodity price environment what are you seeing on your end in terms of gold versus copper demand for drilling contracts and particularly as excuse me as it relates to uh, specialized drilling well if we start with gold uh, it's crazy there is a more lot more demand than than offer so that creates an environment where we increase our prices as well as as some of our costs are increasing like the the, the drilling consumables as well as the wages for the the employees to be paid and we have been able to manage this with the client by price increase and offset, you know, those increase on that side. So we do see gold like improving everywhere in all our sector. Like West Africa, is, it is the same. Uh, for copper, it's the, it's a little bit different because there is we are still challenging in 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 Chile, especially because our operations are there with COVID-19 restriction. And despite the fact that the the, the vaccination uh, rate is very high. We do see uh, more cases there in, in Chile that impact our operation right now and, and slow down uh, our operation as well as for the other, uh, our peers. So 
So uh, we did not recover from, from pre-pandemic level there in Chile. What is encouraging is the price for copper. Uh, reserves are depleting again, and, and you know they will need some more exploration out there. So we know that at some point this will uh, come back to normal. Actually, we have to support uh, some fixed costs in this branch uh, without the revenue associated to it. And we do think that it's a temporary uh, situation, and we hope that uh, we're going to get back on track in this, uh, this country uh, with, with more demand. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen. As a reminder, should you have a question, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Your next question comes from Terry Belima. Terry, please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, was the adjusted gross profit margin in the quarter somewhere between 20% to 25% without the training and upfront ramp-up costs? Sorry, Terry, I missed the last part. The line was bad. Could you repeat, please? Sure. Was the adjusted gross profit percent in the quarter in the 20% to 25% area if we exclude the training and upfront uh, costs, ramp-up costs, and so forth? The one-time costs, if we take those out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is yeah, well, it's difficult to say exactly, but you're right, you know, you, you, we should expect, you know, those 20, 25% gross margin moving forward. But, you know, you have to think that we still ramp up our operation and there is still room for improvement in terms of revenue. So if we keep going in that pace and accepting new challenges there and, and putting more contracts out there, we'll need to support some training as well. But, you know, with price increase and, and everything happening in the market, we do expect margins improving. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Uh, the second question, um, Orbit uh, stock trades at 0.3 times enterprise value to sales on uh, next 12 months uh, pace. Um, major drilling trades at 1.3 times enterprise value to sales next 12 months pace. And your other publicly traded competitor, Foreco, uh, trades at one times enterprise value to sales next 12 months pace. So Orbit stock would have to more than double just to catch up to Foreco valuation and triple to reach major drillings valuation. What does management see as the reason or reasons for the big discrepancy in the valuations uh, from Orbit? Yeah. Well, Terry, it's difficult to answer this question because of you know there is many fa factors that impact this. First of all, Major is a is a larger company there, and uh, we do see that you know we could be below their uh, their valuation out there because of the size. But uh, and Foraco then is different because there was a, a debt uh, reclassification in shares and everything. But you know we do 
see that we are undervalued, of course, uh, as opposed to our peers. But this is an opportunity for a potential investor as well. It shows that our stock could go up, you know, uh, as compared to the others. So that means that it's time to get in, you know. For me, it's, that's, that's what it says. And we do, we're going to do what we have to do in order to address this for sure. And the first thing is, is, is continuing to managing this, this company carefully and continuing to grow and staying, staying uh, uh, very uh, uh, accurate on our strategy out there and very disciplined in what we are doing. And this is what we did in the past, and this has paid off, you know, on the road. So we will continue to do as, as is. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, lastly, uh, does management see this cycle um, unfolding similar to 2004 um, so such that 2019 or 2020 is similar to 2004, and does it have the same uh, uh, factors to it? Do you think it's the same type of cycle that's coming up uh, that went from 2004 to 2012? Well, uh, Terry, it's a good question. In 2004, you know, there was there was a, you know a lack of of of, uh, of reserves, and reserves were, were depleting, and there was like money that was not invested in exploration at that time, and was a lack between uh, you know the discoveries and what the demand was asking. So that creates uh, the perfect momentum to increase metal prices and increasing uh, financing for our uh, clients there. And that, that was generated for this. And at that time, we didn't have the, the manpower uh, effect. I mean, uh, you know, we were able to attract some experienced drillers at that time. Of course, we had the, the, the training program, but this time we are more affected by this. This time, it's the same driver where, you know, we didn't have any big discoveries in the last up cycle, which is a good news for us. This will request more uh, drilling activity, as well as, as there is a lot more impact about health and safety and environmental protection. And that's another point. So that requires more specialized drilling down the road and more and more uh, 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 performer like Orbit Garin to perform. So that's, this is good news for us, as well as, as right now, this cycle is more uh, pumped up by other things like the electric cars that was not present last time. So we have more drivers right now and we do think that uh, we are entering in a, in a very good up cycle right now, and this is all good for our company. So, uh, you know, we do we are very positive on, on what is coming up. Of course, we stay careful with the COVID-19 pressure and everything out there, so we still manage carefully not to position ourselves in a difficult period where, where you know, you see COVID-19 affecting your operation. But we are very encouraged with what we see so far with the demand we are receiving from our clients. Mm -hmm. Super. Those were my questions. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Have a good day. Thank you. There are no you further too. questions at this time. Please proceed. So thank you very much for participating. We will end this call. Uh, thank you very much and see you next quarter. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.